are you looking at? <laughs> and then, because uh, I'm like, you're not even going to say anything. Like, I'm, I'm in pain, you know, whatever. So, and then I was fine. Oh, yeah, cool. And then I was fine. And then, um, uh, and then uh, in the past two, past two years, I felt like crazy back pains. And it's also because I'm fat shit, but. Yeah. yeah. Welcome yeah. to my dumb friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that, like, uh, depressing beginning. Yeah, but I, when I used to skateboard, I would do, like, I was like basic, really basic, like That's heel cool. flips and kick flips and shit. That's all I am too now. Yeah. Like I don't. You try still to skateboard do... now? Yeah, we're I... Whitmer Thomas, everybody. Hi, y'all. Of hey, power yeah. violence. Hi. That's right. I don't try anything too crazy. I don't go. To, like, I don't always go do stairs or handrails or anything anymore. I'll just go to the skate park called Garvanza in Highland Park, do my tricks. Enjoy myself and leave before I like really want to try anything too stupid or crazy. Right, right, exactly. But like I have uh, my friend Jeremy who still will try anything ridiculous. He doesn't give a fuck. I asked him yesterday. I was like, dude, when was the last time you were scared? And he was like, dang, dude, I can't re- honestly remember a time I've been scared. <laughs> that's a thing. That's that's like sociopath. Yeah. That's like, uh, not that I'm saying your friend's a sociopath, well, he has, but that's like, exactly, like, what, that's what, exactly what I'm saying. He's yeah. like only a sociopath towards himself. Like he doesn't care about his own body's feelings or, uh, yeah. you know, like he, he will try anything. He's been run over by a car before. Like his head, I can show you a picture of it right now. Jesus, run over by a car. I don't want to skating down a hill in Alabama. He lives with me out in L.A. now, but like, uh, and uh, fractured his skull and just like, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of a funny story actually, but it was like it was super fucked up. That's right after. Holy it shit! Let me see. What, let me see. He looks like a fuck. He looks Ooh. dead. Yeah. He got run over. Yeah, his we head. Should, we'll his post that on our website. Head. <laughs> We don't. We don't have a website, we don't have a website. <laughs> on our Tumblr. Do we have a Tumblr? No, we, we, we have nothing. He's. Hey, if you, we'll email it to you if you send, if you write us an email. <laughs> yeah, just let us know. Send it. Send it we'll, text we'll come to your house. We'll just show. We'll Actually, come with Whitmer and we'll just show just you his phone. Tweet my phone number out. I'll tweet. I'll text. <laughs> I'll. Uh, I, I have you because I, I heard, I've heard all these like legendary stories about that like house you guys all used to live in. Yeah, we used to live in this. Uh, I mean, the story... There's like, well, set up, Power Violence is a... Sta- I get stand-up collective, right? And sometimes sketch group. I love that you said collective. Uh, yeah, cool. I know. No, 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 no I appreciate that because we're not a sketch group. We are incapable right. of... I mean, we try of to make coming sketches. together and creating anything. We, we are... The only thing that we can ever end up creating is like, all right, so we're going to make a thing that's high and we have to climb on top of it and then uh, hopefully we don't fall off. <laughs> So you're just so you're like you're Swiss family Robinson, you're yeah, sort of, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. You, you guys all lived in a mansion together. We what fa- was this? Yeah, we found this mansion like two and a half, three years ago with this guy, and um, basically the guy was like, "Yeah, live in this house," and uh, with I found this mansion, and we'll have like this cool production house, and uh, we we're like, "Sure, that sounds great," and he yeah. was in charge, kind of, and um, about a couple weeks into living in this house, he had. Uh, he kind of went through some some motions and uh, <laughs> was diagnosed bipolar schizophrenic. Oh shit! And you this found is your out landlord? there was actually a family living in the mansion. <laughs> <laughs> no, he wasn't our landlord. He it's was like just Axel a, Foley. He was a guy we met through power violence and comedy. He would just come to shows, you know. And uh, all he was in charge of the house, you know. He, yeah. he had li- he lived pretty much in the top floor and was renting out all these rooms. And uh, he had gotten his friends to live in the house who yeah. were kind of like hip hop. Uh, you know, like Oakland, you know, weed yeah. dudes. Mm-hmm. That, they got pit bulls. That was their first order of business. All right. But I didn't give a fuck because I was like, it's not my house. I'm not a responsible one. And then yeah. he oh, lost- I think Brooks Whelan told me about this house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right. And he lost, you know, he kind of lost it. And then I had to kind of take over responsibility of the house. And uh, eventually Brooks moved in. Brooks Whelan moved in. And we got some other people to move in. But it was pretty split. The house is like, I mean, everybody was great friends but it was like a few comedians and then a few dudes who like who knew what they did to get money every month but it was like <laughs> we yeah, there's a bunch of coke dealers there right even though you guys don't do coke uh yeah that, I yeah you could talk i about mean there's a lot of coke coke happening in the house <laughs> i wasn't we weren't doing it but no i know cause I, was hanging out, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was hanging out with uh bud you know he was yeah. helping me with my computer the other night bud's an awesome power bar he's a great guy yeah and he was like he was like yeah there's some coke dealers there but uh None of us did coke. I'm like, it sounds like the worst environment ever. <laughs> Dude, it was to like worst. live in a coke den and not do coke. It was awful. And and on top of that, man, like so we lived in this mansion 
And we would always be like, every we felt so bad, you know, like everybody in this neighborhood worked their entire lives not to live next to us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, and then, yeah. well, maybe not you guys, but maybe the Oakland dudes. That right, right. Yeah. Live, let's then, be honestly honest. One day, we, and this is in Los Feliz, the Los Feliz Hills. One day, up by the Griffith Observatory, like super nice. We were taking That's out nice the over. trash. We'd had the, we had so much trash, we'd have to take it to other people's trash cans in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> and we were taking out the trash, like me and a few other guys. And uh, we're putting the trash in this one can, and we see like some weird, sketchy activity happening in our right in our next-door neighbor's house. And we, uh, <laughs> kind of, they kind of see that we're doing that, and they run inside, and then one of the women runs out. There was like six of... Uh, 45-year-olds living in this house, and she's like, hey, um, um, I don't, I mean, whatever we were just doing, I mean, it's not a big deal or anything. Um, what the fuck? Um, uh, do you guys, do you, do, you, do you guys like BMWs? Like, super sketchy, <laughs> like, you know, what? methy. Wait, yeah. And uh, I'm like, what the hell? So Who what'd you are say? these people? Yeah. I was like, BMWs? Sure. And she's like, started talking about this BMW. She's like, out of it, you know? And then two days later, we we are they come over one of them comes over and is like can we borrow some garbage bags we have to um move some stuff out of the house and move some stuff back what? into the house and i'm like what are you moving she's like some vats some vats oh. vats like breaking bad style vats that they had to cover with garbage bags to move Whoa. into the house and then like so there's but wait, where is this too in LA? In the highlands the hills this is always feels yeah up by the griffith observatory yeah. Way up in the hills, and uh, so uh, so sure. So we give them these garbage bags, and they're definitely moving drug stuff from one car into their garage. Oh and then God. one night, me and the girl who live in the house, Lauren, we're hanging out in my room, and we are, like Lauren smells something. And Lauren is a was a like had been a you know she's experienced. She knows about stuff, and uh, she smells something. She's like, it smells like meth. <laughs> is somebody <laughs> smoking meth in our house right now? And we're like, I don't, I don't know who would be smoking meth. And then we look out the window, and it's like our fucking neighbors are cooking meth right Holy now. Holy shit! And then a week after that, some dude comes, knocks on our door, and goes, "Hey, I just want to know, like, sketchy looking guy, but uh, but it looks like he had cleaned up. He's like, tuck, yeah, he, he, put his, tucked he in. put his Sunday best yeah. on for He's you. Like, stole yeah. a Ralph shirt. He stole <laughs> off someone he murdered. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, hey, um, I just want to know how much is all his power bill every month. And I'm like, it's a lot, man. It's like over a thousand bucks. And he goes, All right, yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense. I'm like, what's who are you? And he's like, Who are you? I own the house next door. I just got out of prison uh yesterday. And he was like, You own it? And I'm like, who are all the people who live in? He's like, Those are all my friends who I met in prison. <laughs> and when they got out, I <laughs> let the them worst live in the house. <laughs> And I was like, well, dude, is your power bill a lot? And he's like, oh, it's crazy. And I was yeah, like, because you're running vats. You got to go check on what's going on in that house. <laughs> oh, oh, so he didn't know. He had no idea. Oh, my God. And then like two months later, that house got, he, this, the cops came. Those people were gone in a night. All of the people, everything out of the house, they stripped the copper from the AC units on top of the house. Holy shit. <laughs> Those people were gone, and uh, a nice family moved into the house and painted it black, which is like, <laughs> that's weirder than yeah, anything yeah, to me. Yeah, the meth. They painted the house black. Holy shit. <laughs> what a weird-ass Satanist moved in. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love when she comes out and she's and like, you're a, hey, uh, I mean, it, 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 I know it was, whatever you thought was going on wasn't going on in there. <laughs> Which is we the were, worst thing to worst say. Thing to say. Like, everyone's like, then, oh, what did I think was going like, on? Hey, you like BMWs? You yeah. like cars? I thought I thought you were going to say she like gave you a BMW to shut up or something. Dude, I mean, the guy acted like he was a BMW. One of the dudes acted like he was a BMW repairman. But Brooks used to have a joke where they used to do where he'd uh, talk about how the dude would just be hammering a BMW's door constantly. <laughs> he's like... He's high on meth. He's like doing something sketchy to the BMW to the driveway or something. Then he sees a car coming up and he just grabs a hammer and goes, bing, bing, bing. <laughs> <laughs> That's all any of us ever saw him doing. That's amazing. And you're out of the house now, right? No, yeah, we moved out. Um, Are you with your girlfriend now? Not only with my girlfriend, oh. she lives... We pretty much live together. We're like right. back How long have you guys been together for? A little over a year now. Well, that's a regular real thing. Yeah, it's good. It's it's <laughs> a solid. It's a solid thing. But we <laughs> moved into. A, uh, <laughs> yeah, a little. Yeah. I well, uh, I just right beforehand, I texted my ex girlfriend for the first time in like a month and a half, 
because uh, I'm doing San Fran, a show in San Fran, and she lives there, which I immediately thought was a bad idea. And uh, she just texted back like, uh, yeah, I'd love to see you maybe in Portugal. And I was like, what do you mean you're going to Portugal? You're over it? You're <laughs> you able to go to Portugal? You can't have and fun enjoy yet. yourself? You're not uh, with who's, me anymore. Who's this guy Portugal? Who's this guy Portugal? Uh. <laughs> well, I was telling Sean, and I, I thought we had talked about the podcast, but we didn't. But right before, right, uh, at the end of the relationship, she came... She came to see me and at a weekend, one of my gigs, and it was like one of the saddest. It was like one of those things where she came in very cheery because she didn't want to like turn it into. And I was like, "Why aren't you fucking sad?" Yeah, dude. Well, no, then, no. She came in. You described it better before because she came in like you would talk to some like, like an acquaintance. Like, yeah, yeah. Hey, how are you? What What's the going fuck on? Are you doing? And then she starts getting really depressed and realize she's like a little upset with how things are. And then we started uh, ho- hooking up a little bit, like. You know, just doing like kind of messing around, and then all of a sudden she stops. She goes, "Just doesn't feel the same anymore." Ooh, the worst. <laughs> then there was a pause, and I farted because I was still <laughs> drinking at the time. So that was just like it was like it went from like a really kind of sad Noah Baumbach movie to just like a like Porky's. Yeah. Then like two, it went to something about Mary, like been, right yeah, away. It's been yeah. of a month. I and, love the yeah. idea of like, hold on, wait, can you have? Could you have told me this when I? You know, post come, and that would have been a little bit easier. <laughs> to take. Like yeah. we can't do this anymore. All right, uh, it doesn't feel like you're right. You're probably right though. You go in the bathroom, jack off, and come out. You're totally right. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah, I mean, it, it didn't even get that far. It was more like making out, and yeah. you know, like, but it was uh, it was pretty brutal, nonetheless. That's probably the most brutal thing you can go through. But what I'm trying to say is, Wit, I'm really glad you found somebody. <laughs> oh yeah, it's good. <laughs> even just yeah. now, you sound. Like, I'm really glad. You I found sound some... like that the Asian guy from Fargo, like, <laughs> <laughs> super lady. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny because when you super when you go through a breakup or something terrible, you want everybody else to be on your exact same level of sadness, and you're Nobody's pissed off there. when they're not. But then, whenever some, when you're in a relationship and things are good, and then some one of your friends is going through something sad, you like can't understand why they would feel that. You're yeah, like, also, yeah. it's just a dumb girl. It's not your experience. Yeah, yeah. Can you stop hanging that out. That guy is him? the that guy's the best. That guy from Fargo. <laughs> when she's oh, you're super. He goes, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm married. And I like, yeah, yeah. 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 He, goes, and he said his wife died. Yeah. Well, now I I don't know. Like I feel like turning thirty, you gotta get like, oh man, this guy could be one of those guys now. Yeah. No, thirty is like nothing now. I think <laughs> it's just goes, yep. yeah, just goes, yep. <laughs> yeah. No, I think so about funny. it. But no, I didn't mean to be. You were like, yeah, you could be like one of those guys. And I was like, yeah, you probably will be one of those guys. <laughs> no, I think. Let it's... me just give you your Tommy Bahama shirt now. <laughs> that sounds great. Yeah, actually. I feel like I'm like one step away from wearing a Tommy Bahama shirt. Yeah, the shirt you're wearing now, which uh, which like you know, for a comic, you're a ten. Oh, Do you thanks. know what I mean? I mean, you know what I mean? You're not Cy Edmonds here. I mean, Cy's unbelievable Dan, looking, but, you know. Dan has the thing where he hits on every one of the guests. Oh, our show. It used to be girls, but not anymore. Not guys, everywhere. Yeah. Now you're like, I don't want to be the Asian guy from Fargo. I'll yeah, hit on whatever it. I can. I'll hit on whatever yeah. I can. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's going well with this chick. Yeah, dude, it's great, man. She's like, we, we have, like, a completely different way of life like i she's from ventura which is uh, right outside of la i'm from, I was like we live underwater right <laughs> no i mean we were like raised differently yeah. and exactly the same she's from ventura i'm from deep south alabama like you know so everything is different like all i'm like what are your friends do now and she's like uh they uh my friend brian is a surf photographer or my friend mallory is a model or whatever you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then she's like what do your friends do he's like one of them ca- he catches a, a shrimp <laughs> and he will then take it and hope people buy that shrimp like forrest gump yeah yeah exactly like yeah. forrest gump and like you know like i i'm it took a little bit to get adjusted to the southern california kind of way you've been yeah. here for how long i've been here for eight years but oh, okay i've never been in a relationship with somebody from from down california here, and it's yeah. like a different style of romanticism it's a different style of passion you know what i mean well like, it's would you call it uppity it's not well she's not uppity she's, no no i'm not saying that but like what's expected and what's like here is way more it's it doesn't it's not as um it just is a little bit it's more work like in uh, yeah. Alabama, it's everything is hyper romantic because everything sucks. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Everybody's right. having to create this like, f- like this cinematic world when they talk to each other, and 
And, and in they LA, need drama in their lives. Yeah. Because every, every other part sucks, so they need to be like dramatic in their relationships. It's like yeah. a Nicholas Sparks novel is every Exactly, yeah. And yeah. In, in L.A., they don't have to do that because everything is accessible. You know what I mean? Yeah. So people who grow up in Southern California, it's like, why are you talking this way to me? You know what I mean? I, that's how I feel. <laughs> but I like it, man. I like, you know, put a little romance on it. You know, put a little stink yeah, on it. What's the boy, you know? Yeah. Have a few memories before that dirt nap. You know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> You wanted to be memorable. You wanted to be a little bit. What was what was growing up in uh, in fuck where are you, Gulf Shores? Gulf Shores. Uh, is that just uh, is that like like uh, did BP ruin it? Yeah, really. They straight up uh, destroyed my hometown. Oh, oh did they really? Jesus. Oh, dude, that makes yeah. Sense. yeah just, Gulf Shores. There you yeah, go. like uh, right on the deepest, most southern point in Alabama, right on the line of Florida and Alabama, on the Gulf of Mexico. It's a beautiful place. There's a place called, it's called Pleasure Island, and on Pleasure Island there's Gulf Shores, Orange Beach, and Fort Morgan, and then there's a bridge, and you go into Florida, and like, yeah. but, uh, yeah, man, BP fucked it up. It's back to normal now, pretty much, but, you know, like, every time something like that happens, all this money gets, you know, donated to our town, or, like, uh, there's a hurricane. And, and then, it, like, four guys walk away with it. Well, I mean, that happened one, yeah. that happened, like, yeah. ten years ago, where all, like, our, pretty much our whole city council went to jail. For uh, oh, doing all this fucked up shit, Just that was like the there was a town yeah. in California like that that did that. Really? Yeah, where the, the guy it was it was a a lot of illegals were in the town. Yeah, it was right, or it was in Texas or something like that. And the guy who was the mayor of the town made five hundred thousand dollars a year. <laughs> and and there was like it was a lot of like Mexicans that and they knew nobody would complain because nobody wanted to speak up. Right. And, and they weren't citizens, so they weren't. And like, that, that's and then they, they they all went to jail. The whole board went to jail. Yeah, man. That I mean. On top of all of the money laundering or whatever, they also all the FBI went into all their homes and found different types of drugs and firearms in each one of their houses wow, because it's like I this guess. vacation, permanent vacation spot where everybody who is a black sheep or divorced goes to raise their family. You know what I mean? So it create it's this pretty cool, like kind of forward thinking, progressive place in Alabama, yeah. but a lot of like broken families and, and fucked up parents. Wow, so, okay. Like, all of my friends growing up, who a lot of them are in power violence with me now, and a lot of them live here, we like just grew up kind of uh, like lost boys. Like our parents were doing whatever. And Latchkey we were, kids, you just like did whatever you wanted. Yeah, just kind of yeah. did whatever so you we just want. do. Like, you, you were probably just fucking up all the time then, like grammar high school. Or it was hard to fuck up. I didn't. So my parents were wild. Like it's impossible for me to fuck up as much as they did. Well, how are they wild? They were both drug addicts, alcoholics. Oh, geez. And then you and don't really touch anything. Then, no, not yeah. not not really. No, um, I got stoned twice. One time at the Midnight Run show, yeah. and I was stoned for three days uh, <laughs> because of everything that all those guys are giving me to smoke. But like, uh, anyway, so yeah, I don't t do really anything, but. Uh, yeah, it was just they were wild. My my dad was in and out of um, rehabs, halfway houses until I was about fourteen, and then he came back into my life. And then my mom was—I think she went to rehab maybe ten times. Wow! And eventually oh she passed away. Eventually, but like uh, I'm very sorry to hear that. It's all good. She she made it, got sober and clean for a couple of years, and but she had cirrhosis and like hepatitis yeah. C. She wow. kind of had all the things. All that, the things that happened. Yeah. So, but it wasn't. I never felt like alone because all of my friends were kind of having to deal with those same types of problems you know yeah it wasn't like it yeah was, it didn't stand out from the past sure it's crazy you know a guy that i met when i was in rehab there's a dude i thought i swore was like 70 years old mm -hmm. and, and he was, he was like, like 40 40 because right? yeah. you know the drinking like i was like i asked the rehab counselors like what's the thing that like people come in the most fucked up of because you think it's meth but it's drinking every time he goes late-term drinking it you walk it just fucking destroys your body. It's you know? nuts. It's yeah. crazy, man. It's but, basically pickling you from the inside. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's crazy what it does. But like, um, you know, so we would fuck up all the time. Like a lot. I think me and like three of my friends graduated high school, and our oh. school was easy. There <laughs> yeah. was it was so easy, man. If you took a science class, it was a marine science class. It was like field trips every day. It was like the <laughs> easiest thing in the world. Yeah. I'm, I'm, me and Clay, who's in power violence and like my writing partner, we were like, we want to be in high school forever, dude. This is the easiest <laughs> life. Yeah. You know, so a lot of my friends dropped out, got jobs, or ran away, or did whatever. But yeah. like, 
you know, it was so easy and fun to get in trouble because hey, there's it's a tourist town with all these security guards and cops. What and kind like, of stuff? What would you guys do to fuck with them? I mean, uh, we would. My favorite thing that we ever did might be kind of hard to describe. There was a parking garage at a, a, a condominium in the middle of the summer, and it had two ramps yeah. in, to enter and exit. And they hated skateboarders. The security guy did. We called him Kermit. He was like the short, bald guy, but he had long hair, you know? <laughs> Older guy, and he talked really funny. And we uh, both were like, all right, let's bombard this parking garage. Let's both go up the two things. Like, we'll do three on one side, three on yeah. the other side. And he won't know how to get to us. Because as soon as he goes and notices, we'll both go on each end, and he won't. Like, if he goes on one end, go. he'll miss, like, four kids. If he goes on the other end, he'll miss, like, four kids. And uh, so uh, he's, he's just <laughs> It'd be funny if you did it, and he just pulled out guns and just shot him. <laughs> <laughs> Which probably we deserve. He's, like, cursing us out, like, so upset with us. Like, get the fuck down here. And we're like, all right, let's all go at the same time. Get the fuck down here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he sounded like. Let's all go at the same time. So we all go at the same time, and I'm last. And just as I'm going down the parking garage and the guy's like freaking out can't figure out which way to go uh to get us a woman with a baby stroller bike like rides yeah through the parking garage like exit yeah and i have to move to hit him and he catches me and tackles me oh, oh shit but as he tackles me there's like 20 tourist kids who are on a field trip who are like 17 yeah. years old and they see it <laughs> yeah. and they go we just fucking saw and they want to call the cops but meanwhile so they call the cops and say this security guard is like fucking with this 14 year old kid or whatever <laughs> and then he's already called the cops on us because we're trespassing and as we see the cops coming the guy's got my arm like this and all my friends are yelling at him as we see the cops coming he goes this story's gonna get straight and all the dudes are like we got you we got your back you know all the like the tourist kids and then uh he lets go of my arm for a second and one of my friends is like let's just fucking run and so we run to the <laughs> beach we run away and we change clothes because we're like afraid yeah you know you're the mean? lamb we got away but that was like the thing to do is, is just get to the beach you know <laughs> get to the beach get to the beach and we were good fucking that's, Shawshank that's Redemption <laughs> The cops didn't want to run on the beach, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's so funny. It's like, you're like, so if you, if you take nothing else, always run to the beach. Yeah, run to the beach. And we got, like, that was very innocent. Like, eventually, we would do really fucked up mean things. Like people, like, like, on Halloween, we would uh, knock on the door. I would go knock on the door. My friend Jeremy would, uh, right when a woman or man would answer, my friend Jeremy would, like, push me down. from. He'd be hiding behind me, and then toss flour in that person's face. Oh, oh shit. Jesus. And then on uh, assault. We antiqued a, it's called antiquing. We antiqued a cop one night on Halloween. Was he he was it's where the, the flower the flower. Oh, yeah. oh, and we were like, we're gonna get a cop tonight. And there was a cop patrolling <laughs> Halloween. And like six of us just went and like bah, 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 antique the cop. He was covered and shit. And what did he do? He called like seven cops <laughs> through the whole town. Did he find you guys? No, didn't find us. Wow. And then um the the final night, like it was our one last night of mischief. We were all eighteen, and we were about to have to. I was moving to LA, you know. Everybody was an adult. How old are you now? I'm 26. Okay. And uh, uh, we go to a condo. We're gonna like we're gonna, it was our last bad thing we're ever gonna do. We not we're gonna knock on a door. I have we have a bunch of flour and an air horn. Yeah. And an antique <laughs> whoever answers the door and then blow an air horn in their face and run away and that'll yeah. be it. So we go. Six stories, knock on a door. A nice middle-aged woman answers the door. We're like fuck, Flat. splash her in the face with the fucking flower. You, you could have not done it. I know. <laughs> He's like fuck. I must. I feel do awful. This. I will feel yeah, bad yeah. forever. Yeah. Splash her in the face with the flower, and then uh, our friend, who's a couple years younger than us, just goes, and he was he was loving it. He's like a psycho. Yeah, yeah. And she's like. And then a man, <laughs> we're like, Troop, stop it. A man troops? comes around. You said Troop? His name was Troop. Oh, okay. yeah. That was uh, <laughs> troops, man <laughs> down here. <laughs> troop is just as funny. Yeah. Some guy's named Troop. So, uh, and then her husband, yeah. who's a big, strong Marine husband, comes around the corner from the kitchen. Sees just what we're waiting doing. for this the whole He's time. Been He's been like, like yeah. this is his dream. Like, this is my dream. It's like going back yeah. to Iraq for him. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, what the fuck? And we're like, run. So we all run down the stairs and we're like jumping each set of stairs 
down the fucking stairwell, like grabbing onto the railing and jumping all the stairs. But Troop is not athletic in any way. And he's the one with the air horn, so he's a little bit behind us. And he can't jump down the stairs. And the man, the Marine guy, tackled Troop and dragged him down all of the stairs Ooh. into the parking lot and beat the daylight. <laughs> and like by the, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Did the kid get like, fucked up? Oh, he got so fucked up. And, and you're what, 18 at this point? Uh, we were 18. Troop was four, thir- 15. Wow. So he was young. What we all happened? ran to the beach and got away. <laughs> <laughs> to the beach! Always run to the beach! <laughs> he didn't get caught. On a shrimp boat. Get back to the beach! <laughs> and the, the cops came. And the cop, this cop was named Officer Barry, and he always kind of looked out for us. He was like, Officer uh, Barry Rothbart. Right. He kind of was like, uh, All right, so here's the deal. (laughs) You could press charges on the boy, but you beat the fucking daylights out of him. And uh, (laughs) I'm pretty sure he got what he deserved. He's not going to be able to go to school for a week because of his body. Um, Or, you know, you could, you know, not press charges and just be like, He got what you deserved. And so he didn't press charges. And, uh, and Barry knew that it was us, you know, because yeah. who else would it be? Yeah. And he came to our school and was like, listen, guys, I'm not going to say it's, it was you, but it was you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. That was like his way of enforcing yeah, it. Like yeah. We would steal spray paint all the time and then go tag the whole city with like stencil that said George Bush is a terrorist. Yeah. And uh, Barry came to our school one day and was like, hey, y'all, so listen, um, <laughs> I have like 25 minutes of y'all stealing spray paint from Walmart. Uh, you know, on tape. footage on you know on tape. Like, uh, could y'all not do that anymore? <laughs> He's that the coolest he cop yeah. ever. And oh he my goes, God. I also assume that it's y'all spray painting George Bush's a terrorist all over everything. <laughs> he just knew yeah. everything that you did. Like, yeah. you weren't getting away with anything with this guy. He so was your funny. Inspector Clouseau. Yeah, yeah, it's so funny too because we were that last breed of like punk skater kids in our hometown. Like. And I was going and trying to find some of our old tags, which was it was like George Bush is a terrorist or like Matt loves Chelsea or whatever under the bridge. And uh, so I went and found it. I was showing my girlfriend. I was like, look, it says Matt loves Chelsea. I remember when Matt spray painted that George Bush is a terrorist, you know. Uh, that's, that's they're we so did that. there. Yeah, and then there's one in the middle, and it's like the new breed of terrible kids, and it just says white power. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're like, oh, let's not look at these anymore. Yeah, let's, let's like, that wasn't us. That's not us. That's no, not that us. Not that us. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, everything else is, so it just totally looks like it you was You were us. telling me some, uh, we were in the fucking green room at UCB, and you told me an insane... Right. Story, you're you almost could like you narrowly dodged death. Yeah, at a youngest age, I you know I was telling I really told Sean about it. It's like the crazy thing I've ever heard. In my Wait, life. which one? What happened? What's what happened? I'm trying to figure out how to do a joke about. it. I don't know if it's worth it. It's really it, scary. Yeah, so uh, it's really scary. When I was like two, or I think I was like three, I lived in downtown Birmingham with my you know family, and uh, one day I was in the kitchen. My mom left was like doing something in another room and I was just messing around and a man broke into my house and he kidnapped me. Holy shit. And uh, ran down the street and as he was running away my dad was driving up in his car you know and saw him running with me in his arms and I got out of his car like give me my son back. You know, you idiot <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. Uh, give me some back. You, you, you maroon. You scallywag. You dick. <laughs> and uh so he gave me back, and then my dad called the cops and followed him to his house. And, uh, you know, he Your thought. Your dad followed him or the cops? Yeah, and the, with the cops. And, uh, you know, he thought that was it. That was over. Some crazy guy got arrested, you know. But then they went into his house. Inside of his house was a bathtub in the living room. And inside of the bathtub were photos that this man had taken of me since I was, like, born. Like, he had been watching. Shut me. the fuck <laughs> up! Yeah. And uh, he had been breaking into my room, Jesus. stealing things out of my, oh my room. That you got, that you never noticed? No, I mean I was a kid, I was three. And my parents didn't notice. They were stealing my baby clothes and shit. <gasps> um, it was him, or it was him and his wife, or something. It was like that? just him. He was just some crazy guy. I think he died in a mental hospital. How old was he? Oh, I think he's like in his probably like sixty. He's older. Oh my god! Yeah. Do you remember him taking you? No, I don't remember. Because you were what? You were two years old. Three. I think I was two or three. I moved out of that house by the time I was. Uh, three, almost four, and uh, I remember the man's house. I remember my parents like showing me that guy's house. So 
I don't, but I don't remember the <laughs> guy taking That's a me. weird memory lane to go down. Hey, I know you don't brother. remember this, but remember that house? That's <laughs> yeah. where he's going to fuck me. You know old man Mr. Jenkins? <laughs> yeah. You don't know what rape is, but it almost happened Now remember, right if there. this happens again, go to the beach. Go to the beach. <laughs> it's so funny. Dan told me, like, the gist of the story that you got kidnapped, and I was like, holy shit, that's nuts. But then I go, do you think you'd be cool with talking about it? He goes, yeah, it's not like you got fucked. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, yeah, is that what you base fucking kidnapping? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. you get raped and murdered, so. <laughs> kidnapping is kidnapping. Yeah, dude. I mean, it gave me a very, um, I don't know, great perspective. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, man, that was, it's just like the weirdest. I'm trying to, There was like all kinds of weird that's, stuff. You that's know? insanely weird. That's yeah. out of control. It, was it also makes me wonder, because like, if he was crazy, would they put him in a mental institution after he did that? Like, he, they, they arrested, him, him, and they arrested they... him and put him in some, like, not yeah. a jail. They didn't put him in jail. High security mental institution, I imagine. Yeah. But, yeah. but isn't it weird that he did that? If he had the, the wherewithal to take all those pictures and he had, like, it wasn't like he was just this, like, schizophrenic that was like, ah, right. whatever. Like, he for years he was doing it. Right. Yeah. So he had the mental capacity to do that, but he, but he still got, you know. Uh, sentenced to a mental institution. Yeah, yeah it's it's interesting. I don't. You made me. You really are the luckiest person alive. Right. It's pretty cool. It's pretty wild. I mean, I feel like if your dad wasn't driving, yeah, who knows what would have happened? It's so weird. You would have been a fucking coat. I know yeah. my. I know my first name is Whitmer. <laughs> Like, I know my first name is Steven. That might be too old of a reference. I don't know what that is. Yeah, it's a mini series from like the 80s. All right. It's true. (laughs) Corey Nimick was in it. Corey Nimick? You know Corey Nimick? Nimick? He's from Parker Lewis Can't Lose, which is the TV show. I don't know what that is. is You guys are too fucking young. Come on, get with it here. I Mm. guess. (laughs) Another weird thing I remember doing as a kid that I just remembered on stage like a few weeks ago. I think maybe it's a show you've done. But uh, when we were kids, my friend Jeremy again is like was he's always been super handsome and fit. Like yeah, since yeah. we were like in kindergarten, he had like abs, you know. What <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah. And uh, we were like twelve, like bodybuilder thirteen, kid? and we would go to the rec center, and there's a sauna where older men would like get naked and sit in, you know. And we would get Jeremy, like this super fit young handsome kid, to take all of his clothes off and just go sit in there with them. And the the <laughs> our idea what we would say to Jeremy is like, dude. And then if one of those men touches you, when he comes out, we can all make fun of him. (laughs) 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 We just had intentions of making fun of the guy. We didn't want to call the guys. We were like, you just are. That's like kid logic. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, so after you get raped, we'll just just goof on the guy for raping you. We'll make it a bit. Oh man! Did he ever get touched? No, he no. never did. We, I mean, we he would do. Did it you guys think it forever. was like for old pervs that were in there? Yeah. But it was, but it was just a bathhouse. Yeah. Yeah, but there wasn't. No. Yeah. Yeah, like I just imagine your friend like coming out of the bathhouse. He's like got a bummed out look in his face. What? Like, what? He goes, nobody touched me. <laughs> <laughs> Can't don't make fun of him, guys. Yeah. He didn't touch me. Nobody God. touched me. So you're stupid. a wild motherfucker. How about L.A.? Have you calmed down a lot? Yeah, I mean, because I don't, it's not as spontaneous, it's more difficult to be spontaneous. Yeah, now you've got to, like, drive to a prank. Yeah, I mean, we got- to deal with prank traffic. The last time I remember we really got in trouble, we didn't even get in trouble, but, like, our run-in with the law was we got trapped in uh, in, uh, Santa Monica Community College in the middle of the night. (laughs) We were skating, we were just skating, Uh, and the cops came, and I guess they- Thought that we were somebody else or doing something else, and uh, we ran because we're idiots. If we yeah, LAPD they do not like that. Yeah, and so if we would have just been like, "Sorry, we'll leave," you know, the they would have been night. fine with it. Been yeah. fine, but, but we you guys ran just away. Don't know you're so used to the beach. It was you so, guys are running. We goes, tried to Wait, find the there's beach. There's no beach here. <laughs> <laughs> Run to the beach. <laughs> so they called backup and like circled the whole. Uh, oh, I just perimeter. forgot about another weird part of the story. Circle the whole perimeter for like an hour, like calling for us. And it was, it's like every time we tried to step out to run away, yeah, it, we'd see a cop turn the corner. And like, uh, we, so we hit our skateboards. We we're stepping out to run away. And then, oh, a cop turned the corner. We run back. And then we don't hear any cops. And then we hear this woman, old, old woman going, uh, Help me! <laughs> it was the cops. They were trying to get That's what we thought. We seriously <laughs> thought that. We really thought that. <laughs> She's screaming, Help me! And we're like, I was like, Chloe, dude, we gotta figure out what this woman is yelling about. So we yeah. walk out, 
and uh, it's a woman with a bloody nose. And I'm like, oh my God, someone beat up this old woman. And I'm like, are you okay, miss? And she's like, the car, the car's gonna blow up. Help me. Are you serious? Takes me to a, what a, a weird car. night. Yeah, it's a bizarre night. Takes me to the car. And me and Claire are like, what, what is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? She's like, he went inside. He left me here and he wants me to explode. And it's like, what is it? And she goes, he left it. He can't, I don't know what to do. And she was pointing at the key in the ignition. <laughs> it was cold night, yeah. which was turned on and the heat was on. And this old crazy woman, I was like, who left you? She's like, my son. It's like, she, he left you in the car with it running with the heat on. And she's like, yes, he's trying to kill me. <laughs> like, no, you want us to turn the car off? And she's like, please help me. And we turn it off. And she's like, thank you, boy. <laughs> thank you. And then we were like, do you know your nose is bleeding? And she's like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> No clue. This, no. Is, this is outside the community college? Yeah, it was across the street at That's the some, middle school. Uh, man, oh, you my know, God. LA crazy is it's unlike any other crazy yeah. I've seen. Like I was at a I was at like a I was at Wingstop. This was like a couple years ago. <laughs> the official uh, wing place for the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was eating a wing spot <laughs> and this Are fucking, you plugging Wingstop? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This fucking crazy meth that lady goes in the door, locks it. We're all in there eating wings. She goes, fucking hell's angels in there. They're going to come in. They're going to fucking rape me. They're going to fucking murder you. And I was like freaking out. But everybody else is just eating wings. And then the the wing stop cashier is just like, (sighs) can you unlock the door? Like, this is something he's gone through every day. She's like twitching. It's probably the same way. Yeah, probably the same way. Dan's like, no way. They're they're coming. They're coming. I get like the blue cheese ready to throw on them or something as a distraction. Dude. It's it's crazy how numb everybody is to that. I couldn't. Could you imagine? I mean, where did you grow up? I gr- I actually I grew up in Jersey, so it was. Uh, but still, waiting. No, more yeah, New here. York has it, but it's creepier here because it's so nice. Because you don't see a lot of people, so when it does happen, it's like in New yeah. York. It's like in New York, it, you can do whatever you want. Nobody New, turns yeah, around. In New York, somebody takes their dick out the first time. It's weird, but if you see it on every block, you're right. like, oh, yeah. it's the taking his dick out but here like it, it feels like it's a David also, Lynch movie. In it's crazy life. where the homeless people or like the crazy people end up sometimes yeah. where you're like how are you there'd be all crazy people up in the hills where we used to live like yeah just like screaming at themselves you know and they had to walk two miles to get there to scream at themselves like it's 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 wild and i think that that's too like uh i was talking to derosa about this last night and he goes well the difference here is is that it's always sunny here right like and that's in what New i'm York, saying it's you, so York, nice you have survival mode where you've got yeah. to get some money or, to keep warm and get food and here it's not the same sort of thing well it's also in new york it's like a lot of times people are crazy because they've been dealing with the, the the weather and like the the they've been dealing they've been just like trying like you said trying to survive yeah and that's their reaction of fucking going nuts here it's so beautiful out all the time well, that drives me nuts it's man. such a weird background to have a crazy woman yelling in the middle of the street it's like it's beach weather. What are you every day here? Yeah. What are you, you know, I'm like, you know. The last couple of weeks I've been I've been pretty bummed out here because it's just been like the Truman Show every day. Yeah. I miss it. I've heard that. People call it that all the time. Yeah. I've heard that like Groundhog Day. and I miss it. I really do miss it being shitty. I got to a shoot on Tuesday and it was gray and I was like, this is awesome. And then I like went outside again and it was sunny again. Like, Motherfucker. Yeah. Please. <laughs> when it's pouring down rain, day. it makes your, you have to think in a different way that's kind of refreshing or you have yeah. to live your life in a different way that's kind of refreshing where yeah. it never pours in LA first off if it rains it's like a weird it's like a For mist like a, a it does a couple out, like an hour and yeah. then it yeah. stops right yeah and you don't get that feel like like fulfilling like ah oh, what a good rain. Yeah. I think that when it's sunny out, there's expe- an expectation for you to have a certain day. Yeah. We're like, all right, take the world by storm. Opposed to New York, but sunny, you're like, oh, I'm going to get out of here. Today. And you can't you're just like, be oh, lazy. Yeah, you can't be sunny. lazy. Yeah, you yeah. feel guilty constantly. You sit inside watching you're not TV on a hike. all day. Yeah. Yeah, you're not on a hike. Yeah, for sure. It gets, uh, <laughs> you're not running to the beach. You guys just did another tour, right? We're about to go. You're about another. to go on another one. We did one in May, the end of May, and we're about to. We didn't really, it wasn't so much a tour, it was like three. Shows, but we drove a lot and skated a lot. It was kind of like a skate filming right. tour. Now, I, then, I had a question. Like, when you guys, you guys are obviously a lot of do, able to do a lot of crazy shit on your guys' stage or whatever. Right. But have you had that? Have you had that, like, where you got on the road and they're like, what the fuck are these guys? Who are these guys? Not on the road, surprisingly. Really? Everybody's been cool. We haven't 
performed so much out of yeah. town, like other than maybe like Denver, a couple places, Omaha, yeah. you know. And Omaha, and, that's a fucking depressing town. Well, huh? we got to do this killer fest called Crom Fest, oh, okay. and it was, was kind of great... cool. Omaha, right? It's... Yeah. Well, I had a good show when I was there, but been the there, atmosphere but... itself is like kind of. There's bummer. two streets, and they're yeah. way spread out from each other, and they're great streets, like yeah. killer stuff on those streets. And if you don't, we were having. It was a crazy experience because there's so much good stuff to skate in Omaha, untouched stuff, and no one gives a fuck because there's no skaters there and they don't know what to do with them. Yeah. But it's like, where are the, where is the, the, you know, the thrill? Like, where's the, 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 um, I don't know, the people who would should already be doing this. You know? Yeah. But uh, I don't know. We'll we'll find out this time around. People in LA have gotten upset with us or weirded oh, out yeah. by us. We're bad. Also, if it's not our own show, like people used to book us a lot more just to do like a ten minute yeah. set, and it's like impossible. It's not yeah. possible for the four Murder of us. Murder Fist runs in that problem too yeah. a lot. Who does? Murder Fist. Yeah, they're a sketch group. You know, it's like we can't have a. a sometimes it works out, but it's rare that we'll have like a good set doing ten minutes. We need like. 30 or a yeah. full show of with like other yeah, comedians. It, I guess people settle in on what What's the show it? is and everything like that. Yeah. yeah. How long have you been doing stand-up now for? I haven't been doing it. I've been doing it for uh, like three, three and a half years. Oh, you're doing great for three and a half years. Yeah. I mean, before I would do it, uh, you know, I'd always tell stories. We mm. were in a power violence was in a band oh, before. Yeah. I've been in a band with a lot of the guys since I was 13. And so like, what do you play? I play guitar and sing. And, oh, that's awesome. Um, but uh, before, like, I don't know. I feel like maybe I got a, I got a little bit of easier into it, like, quicker, like, because yeah. I was used to talking while people right. would break strings. I'd talk to the audience, and, like, we, yeah. I already had bits, kind of, that I didn't really realize were bits. And now then, and then I remember being on stage and, and doing it at open mics and bombing all the time. And then kind of realizing, like, what did I do? I remember people would laugh at me whenever I was playing guitar and, and then I'd like try to do that same kind of thing was just to just have a conversation yeah. about whatever. And that kind of helped. And I fell back into that place. But yeah, I mean, I, I got to hand it to you, man. Coming up here must be brutal. It was rough. Know? It was, I. Oh, what, starting stand up here? Yeah, I don't know how you do it. It was. I guess, somebody where did you start? Me. I started in New York, which is hard too. It's hard but too, but yeah. The amount of eyes that are on you here to do like, because you know, like at this week, I just want to do. I wanted to do new shit this week. I didn't want to, you know, after I, I taped Conan on Monday and then the next two days, I didn't want to, I didn't want to have to try. I just want to, I wanted to have middling sets where I had a couple new bits come out and I'm like, oh, I can bring that on the road. Yeah. But then I get to a show and then I see like Bart Coleman's there. It's like the booker for at midnight or, mm -hmm. or Seth Meyers. And you're like, fuck, I got to do a, you know, yeah. like it's, it's so important to find shitty rooms here in New York. It's like, yes, there's industry everywhere, but they're only going to come to a certain couple of places. They're not going to be at some shitty bar show you're at. And here it could. Here you could yeah. get, like, oh, I'm a junior agent at ICM. And you're like, fuck. That happens. You know? That happened to me all last week. Every yeah. show I want to do, I want, I'm trying, trying to do a new thing. And, like, I can't do it because there's a specific person in the audience. Mm -hmm. But, uh, and I don't know what to do. Last year, this time last year, or, like, last summer, I had a friend visit. And I remember having like two shows a night. I feel like there was like double in LA yeah. last year that there is now this year. Like shows wise with with okay audiences or like good yeah. shows that sometimes the audience wasn't there but they were a good audience, you know what I mean? This time around I feel like it's like it's much harder for me to get booked on those types of shows. Yeah. And then when you get the the show where the audience is going to be killer, there's always someone in the audience. Like a, yeah. a, a fancy person. and you know, <laughs> yeah. Fancy like, person. That happens at Meltdown. Every time at the Meltdown, there's somebody coming like up to you. It's like Judd Apatow. I'm so-and-so. What? Yeah. yeah. It's like Judd Apatow lying across the Fairley Brothers' laps. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, like, stretched out like it's a divan. That's why I like to host, though. Like, I, I've started yeah. to email people, like, improv people or trying to yeah, uh, why people not? who are doing a headlining set and being like, can I please host? Because... There's no expectation for the industry types of people or the audience. Yeah. Usually, it's not going to go as well as if you were to do a set, but you can try new things out in between comedians. And so, like, I've been trying to do that. Like, I'm always down to I would host. get, I would get kind of annoyed. <laughs> I was like, this guy just tried a seven new minute bit. Oh well, no. <laughs> I mean, I won't. I won't do that. I'll do yeah, like, yeah. one or two. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, but I know. I'm. I mean, here, I mean, it, you know, I'm lucky. And I've been able to, like, I'll go on all the shitty venue, like places, and I'll just like. Like email everybody. Like put me up on Echoes. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't care. 
that's not shitty, but like there's What's some shows there that are kind of rough. Echoes yeah. Under Sunset. It's like a theater, and it's also it, it does a ton of there's some really good shows there. The if there it's really nice. like one of those rooms. Yeah. If there's a lot of people in it. It's it's, it's hard not to do. It's hard well. not to have a great time. But unfortunately, there's usually yeah. not a lot of people. <laughs> it's hard. It's a, and it's so much work, man. Like, to get people to a show is doing insane. Doing a weekly show in L.A., man. We, it, I mean, we've had, we have a pretty consistent audience now, but before that, if there was 10 people in the audience, you know, like. It's a good night. Yeah. It was, it was great. I remember the first time we had an audience. There was 12 people. Like, it took, like, a month to get 12 people. <laughs> and it was because one of the comics stood on the sidewalk and just asked people to come in and said there's free beer. Yep. And, like, and that's how we got the audience. And that I remember leaving the show that night and being like, it doesn't get any better than this. Like, <laughs> 12 people. You know what I mean? That's but, so crazy that you, like, came to L.A. with, like, a group of people. Which is good because you avoided, like, the loneliness. Oh, I no, like I didn't. First... I oh, came no? by myself. When oh, I was, okay. I moved straight when I was 18, just drove here and... A good year of not even knowing a person. Like I'd go like a, a, sometimes like a week without speaking. You know, I would go to watch a movie and just sit and oh my God. watch three. I'd watch three movies sometimes in a day. I'd like meet the craziest people, not craziest, but crazy experiences with people. Like just because they would see me walking around the Third Street Promenade or whatever all the time. <laughs> they'd be like, "What's your deal?" People would take me out to dinner. Because they thought I was like a homeless kid, or they'd be worried about me. <laughs> really? Yeah. Because I, whoa, that was really yeah, pretty, that was pretty <laughs> We just we just disappeared. We harmonized. I was eighteen, but I looked younger than that. I guess. Like I remember one time this archaeologist woman took me out to dinner because she had just seen me so much around and was like, "What's your deal? Tell me your story." And like I was that's, it a that's, date a, or that's no? a California I thing, dude. I thinking back, it maybe it was. That would know. never happen in New York City. No. Not even close. When I was, she a, might want to fuck you. Yeah, maybe. When I was ten, oh, dude, I didn't. This is a really right. crazy story about New York. When I was ten, uh, I, uh, my mom had just gotten out of rehab. She had picked me up. I'd been living in Hunt, like Huntsville, with yeah. uh, some family, and uh, she drives up to Huntsville and is like, "Just got out of rehab. I'm addicted to M and M's now." I'm like, <laughs> Weird, remember weird that. joke, mom. Yeah, like, hey, let's not talk about addiction. Um, yeah, wait a couple months. Yeah, so I was ten, and like, she's like, "Do you want to go to New York?" I'm like, sure. And uh, and so she has like a new boyfriend in New York, but I don't know who it is. You know. Yeah. So we go out there. My brother, uh, his his dad lived in New York, and so he's already out there. And my cousins go too. We go to New York. We're staying at this fancy hotel and uh, I don't really know like how are we here like what is this yeah. you know and uh, my brother uh, and all of my cousins go out and they're at one night and and my mom is like uh, I'm gonna go meet my my guy this guy and uh, are you okay to just stay at the hotel for a couple hours like, <laughs> home alone sure. too yeah yeah and so I was watching that Dana Carvey special that I just watched again last oh, night the one with the guitar Choice. yeah Dude, it's so good. Great. But uh is that which one's it? The first one? Yeah, the one yeah. where he has the guy he's pissed off with the guitar. All the yeah, guitar yeah, with. yeah. It's awesome. Um, I was watching that and a, my phone rings, the, the hotel phone rings. I answer it and it's a guy and he goes, "I'm gonna come in there right now, little boy, and I'm gonna fuck you in the ass." What? And I go, huh? And I hang up the phone and I hide under the bed. And he calls again. He just rings, rings, rings. Shut and I answer up. it and he's like, "Don't you try to fucking hide under the bed? I can see you." And I go, "Close the blinds and like hide back in." And then I try to think, I don't know what the fuck to do. And so I bolt out of the hotel and like get in, go to the elevator. The door opens and it's this big dude. And I'm like, God, ah! I run around down all the stairs <laughs> into the lobby. And I'm like, do you know which way this woman went? And describing my mom. And she's like, I think I saw her go that way with the guy. Run out of the hotel into the street of New York. I'm 10. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm so scared. And run across the street to this bar. And I'm like, did a woman who looked like this come here? And uh, he's like, no. Nah. And I see her. She's in there, or she's in the bar next door to that she's eating dinner. At the bar. <laughs> she's she's drinking. Oh yeah. no! And I was so I'm heartbroken, <sighs> so heartbroken. Oh. And I run into the bar, and I'm like, cr almost crying. You know, I was like, Mom, there's a man, and he's calling the house. And uh, why are you? drinking you oh. said you stopped oh man and he's saying these bad things and then i look at the man who she's having dinner with him and it's mr belding from saved by the, <laughs> <laughs> Shut the and fuck I was like, up why is mr belding here <laughs> are you serious yeah. and uh and uh 
anyway, she's like, what did the guy say? And I'm like, I don't want to say it. I was too embarrassed to like say fuck you in the ass or whatever. And uh, I was like, he's saying really bad things. She didn't, nobody really believed me. My mom just thought that I was mad at her for drinking. Mr. Bell's like, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> and um, anyway, so I, we, she went back to the hotel with me. She's frustrated with me. And my aunt came, who's kind of always been a little bit cold and was like mad at me for like ruining my mom's date night. And then. With Mr. Belding? Yeah. I have so many questions. We keep um, And then, uh, yeah, so uh, then my other family came and everybody was like, kind of giving me a hard time and nobody really believed me. They thought I was just like the kid trying to get attention. And then the next night, my cousin stayed home with a migraine and uh, she's a girl, younger, young girl. And she, the guy called again and was saying the same things to her. Holy and shit. And everybody believed, believed her. Believed her because she's older than me. So the next night, this is like a lot to take in, but the next night, my uh, mom felt bad, you know? So she was like, go with your brothers your brother and your two cousins who were like 15, 16, and 17. And I was 10. <laughs> it was a mistake. Like you should, yeah. they're in New York City. My brother knows people everywhere. Like yeah, yeah. skater, like Harmony Corinne kind of kids. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and uh, so we're out there doing like the kids, the movie kids, you know, like with all these New York skater kids. And uh, two of them are homeless and they're like asking for money. Um and they were smoking weed. I remember it was the first time I ever small, saw weed in some park by yeah. a by a Wendy's, and uh, and uh, I was like, uh, my brother was like, why don't we? You're in Union don't, Square. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. Uh, was, sorry. Yeah, she was like, why don't you go uh, ask for a change for these two this, these two homeless kids? I was like, sure. I don't give a fuck. So I went around and asked people for money. And I made so much money uh, for these kids <laughs> and just was giving. I think I made them like a hundred bucks. Get and out then of a here. woman came up, like an older woman was like, what are you doing? And I was like asking for change. And she's like, why are you homeless? And I'm like, I'm not. These two people over there are homeless. She's like, bring me to them. And she like made me take them over there and like yelled at them in front of me. And like I was not cool anymore because I ratted them out or whatever. I felt so bad. And then she was like, she goes, that being said, let me take you to dinner. And took the two people to dinner at Wendy's. And like, so people do do that <laughs> in New York. So, she took the I two have, homeless people. Okay, that's crazy. How yeah. did your mom meet Mr. Belding? Uh, she, my mom was a musician. What did she play? Band. She was a, she played flute, piano, guitar. Oh, wow. So she was saying she was kind of everything. She like. When she was in in the early '80s, late '70s, she toured with Bob Marley and the Wailers. She like oh, lived wow. in Jamaica. She, she dated Daryl Hall and John Oates. Oh. I mean, not <laughs> both of them. Daryl Hall yeah, and Don yeah. Henley. Oh. And uh, she dated Don Henley. Yeah, and she dated um, how when I was in high school, she dated Howard Scott, who was a singer from War. Oh my God! And uh, so it was it was pretty wild. But uh, she uh, met him while her band was playing at a golf, like a celebrity golf tournament. Yeah, and met. <laughs> Dennis, Dennis, who would call <laughs> Dennis Haskins, right? Or Dennis, yeah, Dennis yeah. Haskins, and he would call the house. And I, I always wanted to be like an actor when I was a kid, you know. Uh, and I remember him calling and me being like, "He's my ticket." Like Dennis <laughs> Haskins is my ticket to Hollywood. But, Your mom was hooking up with Mr. Belding. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ! That you tell that story on stage. I try, I've tried you to tell it a couple times. You know what? It's so much, and it's, it's sad at parts. Some people are like yeah. bummed out, but the minute you say Mr. Belding, it'll just. Like, also, what work. example are you setting, Mr. Belding? Like taking my mom for a drink who just yeah. left for rehab. Yeah. <laughs> you dick. You fucking dick. And what? And and did you ever find out who the voice was who was calling you? No, nobody Jeez. did. I mean, somebody in that hotel. The hotel was a hotel where you could, the lob, like the courtyard was in the center, and it was like a round. Hotel, like, um, you could see into the windows of the other places. Such an insane life you've lived. Yeah. And you're 26. Well, I mean. You need some boring shit, I think, for your sanity. I've, in L.A., it's been pretty boring. Yeah, it's been <laughs> kind of boring. I mean, it's been pretty, like, consistent. You yeah. know what I mean? But, Jesus. You know, I mean, I don't know. I think my parents just, they're, that's their life. You know what I mean? They right. were the wild. They, my, they were so wild. Like, my dad yeah. tells me stories of when he was my age. Like, just fucking, like, just being insane. Like, dude, one time I drove my car off of a bridge, and uh, there was, it was filled with drugs, and the dr I was trafficking drugs or whatever. Like, <laughs> so I had to jump in the back of an 18-wheeler while it was gassing up and 
and drive to the you know Texas inside of it and get out. You know what I mean? Just like insane. Yeah. Holy shit! And my mom's like tales. Like my brother's dad was a, a drug trafficker. Like he would oh my God. he ran planes. He was like in charge of it. Like cocaine cowboys. Yeah, it's the life blow. Like blow was my dad, my my brother's dad, and my mom's life. The girl I dated her her dad was in jail with the guy from Blow. Oh really? Yeah. I mean. That was their life. That was just, they were millionaires by the time they were 20. My my uh, mom and my brother. And when dad. you're 20, you really know how to right. deal with the <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah, that's good for a stable yeah. upbringing. But then he went to prison for a little bit, and my, my mom moved back to Alabama and met my, my dad, and then got <laughs> screwed over again because of my dad. But then he, you know, my dad's great now. He's Yeah, you guys solid. are close now. Super close. Do you still keep in contact with Dennis Haskins? No. <laughs> Can you, know you get him for the, our podcast? Can you get him to come on the podcast? Probably. Uh, but, like, <laughs> no, I don't. But one time I heard a group of girls talk a lot of shit at a party that I was at about how Dennis Haskins is, like, a creep. And I I've remember, heard that before, too. I was yeah. like, oh, it made me feel really <laughs> bummed. Like, Mom. Mom. Oh Couldn't God. he have dated the guy from the Max? Right. <laughs> uh, but hey, th- dude, we thank got, you so much yeah. for coming on the show. You were so great. That um, was really interesting. This, uh, yeah, this isn't going to come out until January because we're <laughs> backloaded. That's great. Because we, uh, we don't see each other. We see each other like once every four months now. Um, but uh, do you have uh, any? Yeah, I have a thing for January. Yeah, what is it? Um, we'll have uh, me and uh, my buddy Clay and, some, and the guys in Power Violence have a show a cartoon on uh, ADHD, which oh, is awesome. on Fox. On, oh, nice. I think it'll be Saturday or Sunday nights. It's called Stone Quackers, and it's a it's a lot of those stories. Yeah. Uh, you know, That's Officer great. Barry's in it. And like, uh, oh, nice. I would love to see that. Played by John C. Riley, which is cool. Oh, oh that's so cool. And it's a lot of stories growing up in Gulf Shores. It's just like a lot of uh, that kind of stuff. And me and Clay are in it. And, uh, and Jeremy is doing a voice who hates no, a, uh, comedy and like has no desire. <laughs> But uh, anyway, great, man. It's, a, it's a fun thing. Cool. So watch that. Uh, yeah, if it's a, if it's half as fucking crazy those stories, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, you and, yeah, you can check out uh, DS Jermaine on Twitter, and you can check out my album Bad at the Good Times. And I'm at Shawnee Time on Twitter and SeanDonnellyComedy.com on the website. Oh, I'm at Whitmer Thomas on Twitter. Cool. Just you got to take off that hat the next time you put on headphones because it looks well, really weird. Why does it look weird? I don't know. All right, that was a good ending. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Care. Thanks so much Bye. again. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the My Dumb Friends podcast. Here's where you can see our hosts performing this week. Well, if you're in the Middle East somewhere, Dubai and Bahrain and somewhere out there in the Middle East, Persian Gulf, that's where Sean Donnelly is, tearing stuff up if you're out there. So so look locally, you Middle Easterners. Um, Dan St. Germain is back in Los Angeles and performing all over the place. For specific shows, go to dancestgermain.net and look at his calendar. The highlight of the week is going to be Dan St. Germain uh, at the Riot LA Festival doing the roast battle on Saturday, January 17th at 11 p.m. And his particular battle, it's going to be Dan St. Germain versus Annie Lederman It's sure to be epic, and uh, you're going to want to go. The venue is the Five Star Bar in downtown L.A., and it's at 11 p.m. on Saturday, January 17th. Uh, So for more details, go to dancingtremaine.net or or check out uh, the riotla.com website for more of Dan St. Germain. Uh, Myself, the, the, the... Thomas Attila Lewis. If you're in upstate New York on Wednesday, January 14th, I'll be doing a, a Storytime Time show, a uh, storyteller show, Wednesday, January 14th at Cafe Nola in Schenectady, New York. So uh, that's at 7 p.m. Wednesday, January 14th. And on Saturday, January 17th, uh, I'll be at the Stage Time Comedy Club in Worcester, Worcester as I like to call it, being Californian, Worcester, Massachusetts, 65 Water Street. That is uh, where the Stage Time Comedy Club is. So that's sure to be a fun show. And uh, for more info, go to TomDog.com. We'd love to hear from you. Please write us a note at 
mydumbfriendspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, follow us on Twitter at dumbfriendscast. That would be great. And if you have a chance, uh, give us a rating and review on iTunes uh, and or Stitcher, whatever your preferred podcasting platform is. Uh, That would really help us out. Thanks again for all your support. And we'll be back next week. The My Dumb Friends podcast is part of the All Things Comedy Network. For other cool podcasts, go to allthingscomedy.com. Me.